very much in favor of the counting of points. Does it work for you? No. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Run Through, the figure skating podcast where we talk about all the things that make us kiss and make us cry. I'm your host, Adam Rippon. I'm here alone. Or so you'd think. I'm actually also here, not alone, with not Olympic champion, figure skating's finest, Sarah Hughes. And we are alone as a duo. Yes. Because... Ashley is freak out everyone right she has not had the baby if you made bets for this weekend which I did Mm -hmm. you lost yes and she is still pregnant but she's not here she's on maternity uh, leave in preparation for becoming a mother yes (laughs) she's not here and she deserves Ashley always loved good prep so as somebody who loves preparation. She's taking a little extra time to prepare. Yes. And so that <laughs> leaves you with us. And in the week between, this was our first weekend off, Sarah. It was our yeah. first weekend off. No skating competition. What was it like? What did you What did you do? Nothing. Cried, well, I'm sure. I did uh, I didn't cry, mm-hmm. but I came close, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Because our alma mater, yes, Adam, you and mine, yeah, I'm yours fa- and mine. I'm famously, I everyone knows, it's famous yes. <laughs> on these podcast lines that I did not go to college. Whatever, I don't even care about <laughs> it. Um, and uh, but I am trying to get an honorary degree from the University of. Georgia. Sarah, please continue. Yes, Adam is a Georgia Bulldog deep down. Mm-hmm. Um I am a Georgia Bulldog in real life. Also as deep an down. alumni. And deep down. Yes. And and, and in real life mm-hmm. as well. And um our football team lost on Saturday. Um and Damn I it. want everyone to know that when I when I explained some of the football dynamics to Adam. Whenever I talk about it, I always try to put it in figure skating terms so he can follow along and understand. And so when I first introduced him to the concept of Alabama football mm-hmm. and their head coach, Nick Saban, I said, a Terry Toot Baritze. And that's who beat us on Saturday. A Terry Toot Baritze. Yeah. Yes. And you really did, you did an excellent job because the crossover between college football and figure skating, there is not much. But what there is, is the same kind of drama and the same kind of characters, which does make yes. it incredibly engaging. Nick Saban is football's a Terry Tutbaritza. That's right. That's right. And so um, a Terry got the win this weekend, um, which is uh, an injustice for good people everywhere uh, <laughs> like us. And Adam, I really admire that you are wearing one of your many Georgia shirts on this call to show your unrelenting pride and support no matter win or lose. If I am anything, (laughs) win and even lose, it is unrelenting. (laughs) It truly is unrelenting. Um, And I am delusional. (laughs) Well, (laughs) welcome 
to the podcast. And that's that's football, baby. That's amore. <laughs> that's some more. That's show business. <laughs> I What did you do this weekend? I actually watched okay, so um figure skating fans, you may have seen this on Instagram, maybe you've heard of it, maybe you haven't. Um there was this show that was put together. One of the producers on the show was Sandra Bezik. And um, it was a show following this comedian. Her name is uh, Carolyn Taylor. She's very funny. We have a lot of mutual friends in like the comedy space. And the idea is, is that she has this song. It's I Have Nothing by Whitney Houston. And she has this comedy. Basically, in her stand-up, she does a whole routine, a figure skating routine to I Have Nothing. And she's like... The whole show starts out with the premise of, have you ever listened to a song and you just know that this is the song that you are going to choreograph an Olympic gold medal pairs routine to? And she t- points to the audience. They all start laughing. It's hilarious. And yeah, then she no, does. That's never happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> Yet. Oh, it will. Yeah. It will. And... um. <laughs> So basically, the story is she wants to choreograph a pairs routine. She has no figure skating experience, um, but she's dangerously funny. She's very funny. And with the help of Sandra Bezik, she ends up recruiting um, Ekaterina Gordieva and David Peltier um, to do a pairs routine to I Have Nothing. And it's basically um, going over her full journey of, of putting it together. And um, she uh, ends up going to, like, you know, Montreal. She skates with Brian Orser. She skates with um, Alage Balde. She goes and, you know, she she's trying to learn how to skate. She learns from Sandra, who obviously is one of skating's greatest choreographers of all time. Um, and it's just so funny. She goes to Montreal at one point and she skates um, with the reigning world champions in pairs, the Japanese team. And mm-hmm. she's like, "What? why don't you just go out there and, like, just do your routine, but to this music? And they start doing the routine, and she's like, oh, my God, wait. No, I like that. Oh, oh, that's really good. And Sandra's in the back, and she goes, yeah, it's good, but that's their program. That's their program. You can't use that. <laughs> you can't use that. Yeah. So it's very funny. And um, if you want to watch it, if you're Canadian, you can watch it on the streaming service Crave. Ever heard of it? I didn't. I have heard of that. Um, yeah. But you can. Um, and if you want to go and watch it, I think you can even be anywhere and get a subscription to Crave just to watch it. It was actually incredibly worth it. JP and I watched the whole series. There's just six episodes. Um, but what we is watched it called? It. It's called I Have Nothing. Great. And it's funny. And also throughout the journey, it's like she's waiting to get clearance to use the song because they use this Whitney Houston song, I Have Nothing. It's really well put together. It's very funny. I enjoyed it so much. She's hilarious. And it's very funny to watch her try to like get something, you know, together. And so like that sounds like a great way to spend a weekend. Oh, it was great. She has And if you all are sensing that we're in a pretty good mood, we are. That's because we didn't let the British National Championships affect our mood. And we <laughs> Are you kidding? It's galvanized me. It's <laughs> galvanized me. It's made me feel like anything is possible. Any anything. And anything Literally, is possible. Anything. You can do anything and get any score. Yes. 
I just wish I had this sort of outlook when I competed because I knew that when I skated, I was going to get a certain kind of score. Not the one yeah, that I would you, be wishing for. If you for. really stopped thinking about it I and you just were like, I can thinking. just do anything and I could get any amount of points. Yeah. I was doing a lot of thinking, especially for someone who didn't go to college, which, again, I shouldn't have been thinking at that point. Yeah, that's right. I should have been yeah. doing. Stop thinking yeah. and start doing. <laughs> Another thing that we're going to be doing is um, in this week, in this interim between the Grand Prix final, I've decided that I think it would be best if we quizzed Sarah on the history of the Grand Prix final with a few questions about the current season. So this is going to be um, educational oh, for the audience. Scary. Oh, this it's... is scary. I'm going to try to I'm going to have to prove myself. Yet as, again. As, as everyone who's telling me that I have insane takes yeah. is saying. Well, get ready. I will I will keep trying to prove myself to everyone week in and week out. Oh, because yeah. as I just said, you can do anything and get any and score. Any score. Any score you want. And you can So do I that. can do I can give any answers to this quiz and I can get an hundred percent. I don't know about that. <laughs> but we'll see maybe you will maybe you will and that means that it's time for the grand prix final skating quiz wow oh i'm excited are you ready oh the soundboard is back we we warned you guys that when ashley was gone the soundboard the would, soundboard be, back would and- be back we knew it would be back it's limited yeah. in its um, emotions. That's our third host, the soundboard. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> for this episode. Sarah, are you ready to begin? As I'll ever be. All right. Well, for our first question and our only contestant, Sarah <laughs> Hughes. Now, question number one. So we won't be saving the answers to the end like we did in the last quiz. Okay, you'll just tell me if I got it right or wrong. We're going to get it right or wrong, okay? Okay, yeah. Your first question. Which woman has the most Grand Prix final titles? Is it A, Mawasada, B, Irina Slutskaya, C, Yuna Kim, or D, Yevgenia Medvedeva? Hmm. Slutskaya. Correct. Yes. Now, yes. How many Grand Prix final titles do you think she has? Maybe four. Oh my god! <laughs> That's a double bell for a, an, a bonus question. I'm I'm very impressed. Yes, she has four Grand Prix final titles. Wow! Thank you so much. Now, <clears throat> question. Number two. Are you ready? No. You're not, and I know. (laughs) But the game must go on. So, since its beginning in 1995, every man who has gone on to win an Olympic title has won a Grand Prix final. True or false? So, you're saying they won it before they won the Olympic title? I'm saying they have a Grand Prix in general. They have have a Grand Prix final title since 1995. 
False. Damn it. Damn it. It's okay, true. True. <laughs> Let me guess again. Yes. True. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> yes. You really pulled it together. Now. Yeah. Wow. I don't know why I was thinking that maybe Evan didn't win the Grand Prix final, but obviously that was wrong. It was wrong. He did win it. Okay. Now, a follow up to that. How many Olympic champions have won the Grand Prix final? In specifically the men? In the men. This is a follow-up to the last question. Okay, well, doesn't that just require me to count how many Olympic champions there have been since 1995? Try. I'm gonna. Okay. Nagano. Uh-huh. Salt Lake City. Torino. Vancouver. Sochi. Pyeongchang. Mm-hmm. Beijing. That's seven Olympics, but one of them was won by the same man. Six Olympic champions. Did I miscount them? No, you're right. Here's the problem. In 1995, the Grand Prix final was won by Alexei Ermanov, who's the 1994 oh. Olympic champion. Oh. So So it was seven. It actually. was it was Okay. Seven. All right. Okay. No, that's fair. I you know what? I don't feel upset about the way that I got that wrong. My logic was sound. Absolutely. No, no, no. My You're... counting was good. Yes. See, this is where I thought if Ashley was in this, this would be a fun moment between the two of you trying to decide. <laughs> but now this is really, yeah. this is more about like you taking a college course, something I never did. Um, <laughs> this is more about you kind of, I'm ingraining knowledge into you. Yeah. This feels like I'm getting an honorary degree from... Your university. Yes, you what are. What would you call your university if you were starting one? I would call it um, the University of Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would call it. <laughs> I'm getting an honorary degree from Penn, everyone. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. Yeah, congratulations. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're only doing IV here. Now, <clears throat> your next question. Which American woman has won the most Grand Prix final titles? Okay. This is not multiple choice. Oh, no. It's your, It's all eyes on you. I mean, I don't want to guess Michelle Kwan, but I'm going to. Oh, boy. I... Oh, God, it's, uh, it's really it's hard for me to hear that buzzer go off again. Yeah. Because... Oh, yeah. Well, not as hard as it is for me. <laughs> it's actually much easier for me to hear it because uh, I'm pushing the button. Um, but the correct answer is your coworker, Tara Lipinski. Oh. Tara Lipinski won wow. the Grand Prix final twice. Wow. Congratulations, Tara. If you're listening, I am sorry <laughs> yeah. for what I just did. And as, That was erasure of your accomplishments yeah. and... I hate that I didn't know. And as penance, you'll be having to write her um, in a future podcast a, a, a full letter. I'm going to write a letter of apology. Yes. Yes. I'm going to. I'm going to read it to her in person out loud at nationals. Good. On air. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to take the I'm mic. Take, take Johnny's headset. Yes. And, and you're going to say, wear, I have something to say. I, excuse me, Terry, you can wait a second. I have something to say. Yeah. Terry would let you borrow the headset. He would. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He would. And then he'd leave. 
he'd be like, I'm done here. Yeah, I think I think we've heard enough. <laughs> you got this one right. Yeah, I think um, I think that's enough. Um, <laughs> now, your next question: Who's the last American woman to win the Grand Prix final? Oh boy, um, that feels like a very long time ago. It's not recent. <laughs> but it's not that far. Um, now, this is pushing the limits of your knowledge because you did start, I think you said your first skating event was in 2015. Yeah, in my, yes, that's correct. I, I technically worked as a production assistant in 2014, mm-hmm. but my first time actually engaging with a skating event from the production side mm-hmm. and research side was 2015. It's been... Yes. And that's to your detriment. Not that long. <laughs> that's to your detriment at this point. Is it going to be Sarah Hughes? It's not going to be her. She won like Skate Canada or something. That's true. She won the Olympics. Yes. So it's not. Okay. So it's not her. You can you can buzz me if you want. I want to guess again. Okay. But you can buzz me. It's okay. Um, You're going to feel, I think at the end of this quiz, you're going to feel like, Oh, yeah, I really know a lot. Like, I think you're going to feel good. I think right now you're not going to feel great, but you're going to feel good at the end. I got that first question right. You did. (laughs) That feels like days ago, (laughs) but it was podcast. I'm holding on to that memory. Yeah, I'm really holding on to that memory. Um, I mean, I don't know. Michelle Kwan. I'll guess her again. Damn it. Now the trumpets are in shit. Um, Yikes. I no, don't. The last American Can you give me a woman, year? Uh, Can you give me a year? 2011. Oh. 20. Uh, yes. 2011. The 20. Wait. Um, um, 2011, 2012 season? Yes. Or. Okay. Um, no. To 2010, 2011 then? season. Okay. Like Rachel Flat? No. Mariah Nagasi. <laughs> Who was skating then? Alyssa. Alyssa Sisney. Yes. Damn it. Alyssa Sisney is the last woman to win the Grand Prix final who represented the United States. She's the last woman to win the I Grand Prix final. I honestly didn't realize she won the Grand Prix final, so. She did. She, obviously. That was an excellent, that was probably the best season of Alyssa Sisney. That was Alyssa Sisney at her very best. I would go back Great. and watch. Congratulations to Alyssa, yes. and you'll be getting an apology as well. So far, this is two letters of apology that we'll be issuing yeah, they're really piling up. Mm-hmm. Now, this is something that I have. I have really, I have a lot of faith in you. Oh boy! What was the women's podium at last year's Grand Prix final? Who was skating last year? No Russians. Mm-mm. Um. Okay. Uh. Whew. Kaori Sakamoto in first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Damn. Wow, the judges are tough. They're not even letting you finish. They're really not. <laughs> she didn't win last year? No. What happened last year? I'm okay, hold on. Uh I feel like asking about a post-Olympic season is a little bit cruel. Even but... if it was last season? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> especially especially if I it was don't, last season. I just don't. I can't, my brain can't. Do you want a hint? Yeah. Okay. Do you want the hint? Do you want a country or a name? Give me a country. Japan is the winner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Mai Mihara. Yes. 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 You saved it. Now, second place. Did did Kauri get second? No. Damn it. Was she even there? Oh, she was there. Did she? Oh, Isabeau got second. Yes, she did. Isabeau got second. Yes. So who got third? Oh, yeah, because Kauri had a complete fucking meltdown. That is correct. She got like fifth mm-hmm. or sixth. Okay. Um, Who would have gotten third? I guess it could have been Luna. Absolutely. Correct. <laughs> you saved it. Okay. I saved it after really hurting it over and over again. Sometimes to save something, it needs to hurt. Yeah, I'm hurting. Good. And now you can be saved. Now you're ready to be saved. (laughs) Your next question. Meryl Davis and Charlie White have the most Grand Prix final titles in Ice Dance. How many titles do they have? Five. Wow. Five Grand Prix final titles. Wow. That's quite impressive. I mean... I said that pretty quick. You did. You you had no hesitation whatsoever, and that's the sign of a champion. <laughs> another sign of a, a champion. A not Olympic champion, but another kind. <laughs> yes. A secret third kind. <laughs> a secret kind of champion. <laughs> Maybe you're a secret champion. Now, yeah, a British national champion. Which is a very secret. Top secret. <laughs> now, how many titles do Tessa Virtue and Scott Moyer have? Three? Two? Four? One. There we go. One. <laughs> they only have one. Isn't that crazy? I, I knew it was fewer, but that is crazy. And you're right. It's only one. One is fewer than five. Which is, I'm always saying that as I'm doing, you know, math with my university degree. Yes. And even mine without degree. <laughs> um, I do know that one is fewer than five. It is. In, it's kind of crazy that they only have one title, but I guess it does. You know, that does make sense. Yeah, I, it is. Well, yeah, it depends on who you ask. But yes, it's crazy. I'm, I'm talking about like the in the grand scheme yeah. of like all of the accomplishments that they have. Yes, it's crazy to have won the Olympics more times than you won the Grand Prix final. Right. <laughs> that is crazy <laughs> to do. Yes. And honestly, very chaotic of Tessa and Scott. Yes, it's, it's honestly, it's chaos ensues. It's complete chaos. Yeah. Now, yeah. your next question. Who is the last American ice dance team to win gold at the Grand Prix final? Hubble and Donahue. Absolutely correct. Yes. No hesitation. Yes. None nope. whatsoever. Mm-mm. Your next question. Shui Shen and Humbo Zhao are the most decorated skater or team from a Grand Prix final. How many titles do they have? And a bonus question. How many medals do they have from a Grand Prix final? It's a loaded wow. question. Yeah, it is. Okay, so can I clarify the wording of the question? When you say they're the most decorated, mm-hmm. you mean across all disciplines they have the most wins? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So they probably have, I mean, it, they have to have more than Meryl and Charlie, mm-hmm. which is five. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, God, how long do they compete for that you would have six? I guess six is what I'm going to go with for the wins. Absolutely. They have six wins. Okay. And so maybe I'll go with eight medals? Nine medals? Nine medals. Damn, I almost said nine first, and then I said eight. And first. then you almost said 12 national titles. From <laughs> and Michelle then I also Kwan. said 15 Olympic titles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we miss you, Ashley. We miss we you. We really do. Yeah, nine medals and six titles. Isn't that? That's chaotic. Wild. That's amazing. Incredibly amazing and wild. Yeah. Now, Speaking of crazy and wild, how many Grand Prix final medals does Aliana Shevchenko have from the Grand Prix final? Well, I don't know an Aliana. (laughs) Aliana is a, (laughs) she's an up and coming (laughs) skater. um, And she's not related to Aliona Shevchenko, who I have predicted will come back and most likely. Wait, did you see that? that she's coming Olymp- back. I think it was olympics.com or something posted a like side by side video of them doing some her and Robin doing some kind of death spiral next to an old video of them. No. And but recently. this is I mean I'm telling you. <laughs> Our dear friend Nick McCarvel sent it to me and said Maybe she is coming back. Oh, I don't. <laughs> this is not a maybe. The only thing we're waiting on is is the press release. <laughs> Which I'm right. She is still welcome to release via this podcast. She's going. Yeah. Oh, and I mean, she's writing that letter of 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 releasing herself back into competitive skating. She's writing a letter of apology <laughs> to me for making me wait to the other pairs for what she's about to do to them. Oh, yeah. Um, how many medals does she specifically have from the Grand she, Prix final? Yes. Um, I mean, yeah, this is going to be a random, completely random guess, but uh, seven? No, no. Is it more than that or less than that? She, I'm going to, I'm going to stop you right there. Please. She has please. nine medals as Whoa. well. She has nine medals from the Grand Prix final. Now, how many titles does she have? Four? Oh, God. This is really hard to hear. This is just random (laughs) (laughs) random guess. She has five (laughs) titles. Okay. Now, maybe you can save this question. How many are with Robin? No, wait. She has five titles? No, she has. Okay, I didn't write this answer down right. Okay, okay let me just, well, I'll write you down. What, I'll tell you what I have. She has, it says, what, I'm going to get roasted so hard and I deserve it because I have misinformation here. You, I've gotten 16 questions in a row wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, now I need to, now I need to clarify this. Oh god. Okay. This is this is rough. And you know what? I'm blaming it on the accountant of this um of this game show because they're the who put the questions together. It's me. And yeah, it's you. I'm actually and I'm so I am so sorry. I have <laughs> Okay, listen to this. I have how many titles? 
Five titles, three with, three with Robin, one with Bruno. That equals four, not five. Something happened in my math. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's move on. We'll get Let's a, move on. We'll get a, Let's keep going. We'll this get, never happened. No, we'll get a clarification. Edit that out. We'll have a clarification. Well, I don't. I certainly don't want the University of Georgia to hear that. Oh, and they will. Because, First thing on Monday morning. I mean, that could really hurt your honorary degree case. I mean, that and among others things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it'll add up. Now, this is something, this is going to hit more, um, this is going to hit closer to home. How many medals does the run-throughs Ashley Wagner have from the Grand Prix final? Now, we know her. We love her. We do know her. And love her. Sorry, I didn't mean to leave that part out. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, that was unintentional. I was thinking. I was thinking. Wait, did you see? I... <laughs> There was a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts where somebody said they love Adam and Ashley and they're not, quote unquote not sure about Sarah because I'm like rude to Ashley. <laughs> I mean, we're not sure about we're not sure about you either. So I am <laughs> And I wrote that review. I wrote the review. I am not rude to Ashley. No. Not today. She's not even here. Well, I can't be rude to her because she's not here. <laughs> right. So I'm not being rude to her right now. No. And I love her. Yes. Okay. No, we do. Moving we, on. We both love her. I don't want to be left out And of I that. love her so much that I'm going to try really hard to get this question about her career correct. Yes. And I'm going to say that she has two Grand Prix final medals. Okay. Well, you mustn't. She has three. She does and have what, three. What I meant by two was that she has three Grand Prix final medals. Yes. By two, you meant she has two silver medals. No. That's, and has, that's what I meant. I think she has what I was two bronze to say. medals. The buzzer cut cut me off when I was going to say, and they're silver. Yes. And I think they're bronze. <laughs> and those are the silver ones. <laughs> I mean, this is how you know. This is how you know that I thought, because, you know, Ashley is about to burst. And, I I do know that Ashley had just as good a chance at getting that answer correct as how many Grand Prix medals does Shui Shen and Humbo Zhao have. Yeah, she had as good of a chance as me at getting that right, I think. Now, this this next question is if you needed a bit of a morale boost, which I think you might need a bit of a morale boost. What are you talking about? What, what could you possibly mean by that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> And it I'm doesn't matter. Great. You are doing My great. team lost to a Terry Toot Baritze this weekend. Right. And I am losing now to... Yourself. Against the book. The system. Yeah. <laughs> you're, yeah. You're losing <laughs> me against the machine. The IJS <laughs> is beating me at oh, my own game. Ab- well, you're not the first one. You won't be the last. <laughs> Your last question in Grand Prix Final history is... Megan Du Hamill is A, not really Canadian, B, a Grand Prix final champion, C, a liar, or D, the Republican candidate in the next presidential election. Good luck. Uh, I am, it's a hard choice. It is. I'm going to have to go with B. And you know what? I would make a joke about one of the other answers, but I really can't afford to get another one wrong. No. 
You can. So... And I didn't want to play this organ music that is playing right now, so I'm gonna ask- Can you please turn that down a bit? Thank you. Thank you. Um... That being said... Oh, the person controlling the soundboard getting a little out of control? It's crazy. Because you it's you really can't hire good help anymore. You can't. No. Um, yeah, you just have to do everything yourself. No, I do. And and I'm going to clarify. Megan Duhamel is Canadian. She is not a liar. And she is not running for president. And definitely not the Republican candidate. So yes, you are correct. She is a Grand Prix final champion. I, I remember that, that. I think that that did kind of um, kind of make you feel a bit better getting that right. That made me feel a bit, a little bit better. Yeah. Um. So it 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 does feel good when you get something. Uh, when something goes well, that's designed to go your way, and you don't <laughs> right have to try at all. That feels so good. Oh, I mean, it's my favorite thing that ever happens to me. That when I set something up so that I can do it good. Not well, so I can do it good. And the mm-hmm. good result happens to me. Are, are you ready? Now, There, this is um, about this year. We're going to transition quickly into the podcast. We'll now be celebrating this year's Grand Prix with these questions. Sarah, are you ready? No. Good. Hit me. Your first question. Now, I want you to... To want me. I want you to want me. I need you to need me. <laughs> I was looking for a song that I was going to be playing. I can't find it on the soundboard. Like I said, you cannot hire good help. Your <laughs> Especially first question, not for free. <laughs> especially. I'm not paying myself <laughs> anything. <clears throat> the woman with the current highest short program on the Grand Prix series is who? Kari Sakamoto. No. What? No. She doesn't have the highest short program score? She does not. No. <sighs> this is exhausting. You're exhausting yourself. Who has the highest? Sh- what is the highest short program? Can you tell me what the score is? It's like 75 something. It's incredibly close. They're basically the same Luna score. Luna Hendricks. Absolutely. Okay. Wow, that is surprising. Good for Luna. Yeah, good for Luna. Now, the American woman with the highest free skate throughout the Grand Prix series. Oh, easy. Mm -hmm. New Jersey's own. Yes. Ava Marie Ziegler. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, the highest men's total in the Grand Prix series. Mm. Wow, I'm not sure. I I guess I'll go with Adam Siawhimfa. Not him. No. Okay. I will go with Yuma Kagiyama. Ilya Malinin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is a lesson in perseverance, everyone. Yeah, Just keep saying random names. Try, try again. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It is kind of nice to review these things so that you like it's a refresher of like what well, it's be funny seeing. because, yeah, it, it's also like Ilya's events were earlier in the Grand Prix yes. season, so they're not as fresh in my mind. He did Skate America and Grand Prix France and has been done for a while. For years. So I just, yeah, months even. You could even say months. 
and I am saying that. Absolutely. And so, yeah, but it, it is a good refresher. Wow, I did not realize that his he's the highest total score of the season. That high. Yes. Okay, great. From good Skate America. Him. This is from Skate America. Obviously, he okay. did not win the Grand Prix in France, so they right. would be from Skate right. America. Where he did great. He was... <laughs> where he did great. I'm like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's great. He did great. Yeah. Um, now, <clears throat> the highest men's short program of the season... <clears throat> <laughs> You're getting all choked up about it. Voice. Oh, my God. Yes. What man has the highest short program of the season? This one I'm going to try again for you, Makakia. No. I'm stopping oh, you. Oh, I did it right? Yes. I got it right? Yes. <laughs> See, I'm starting to correct. second guess myself. It's been such a long game. <laughs> <laughs> it's been such a long season. <laughs> it's been 84 years. Yes. Uh, it was Yuma Kagiyama from Japan, the reigning Olympic silver medalist. <laughs> I'm just naming that's right. things. I'm just reading things. <clears throat> Now, which pair team currently has the highest total score heading into the Grand Prix final? Stilato and Deschamps. Deschamps? Absolutely correct. Easy. 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 Peasy. Lemon. Stilato on her own would have the highest. She would. And um, that was my next question. Would Deanna (laughs) still have the highest score heading into the Grand Prix final? And my answer is yes. And now... As your final question, can you name in in order, you don't need to give the point total, but in order, the top four free dance scores of the season? Piper Gillis and Paul Poirier first. Yes. Lila Fear and Lewis Gibson second. Have no fear. Sarah's here. Yes. <laughs> Charlene Guignard and Marco Fabri third. Yes. Madison Chalk Evan Bates fourth. Correct. Yes. Yes, that is correct. Woo. Okay. That is an interesting list. I mean, it is an interesting list. Um, but... And this was an interesting quiz, enlightening even <laughs> for some people on I mean, how much I know. <laughs> I think you did a great job, and that is the quiz on the Grand Prix final. (laughs) Sarah, you did a great job. Thank you so much. Thank you for, um, you know, intellectually stimulating me and encouraging me to reach beyond where I was before. You're beyond. And you're reaching. (laughs) (laughs) This whole podcast is a reach. (laughs) It's a reach. Oh, I'm reaching, reaching. Yeah, it was um it was quite interesting to learn some of these uh some of these facts. Okay, now I'm gonna go and I'm going to see the Grand Prix final. Let's go, let's um <clears throat> do some fact checking on the pairs. Okay. On the pairs? Yes. So let's Okay. I need to kind of I need to amend uh a a mistake I made. So Aliona, she was third in 05, second uh-huh. in 06. First in 07, then third in 08, third in 09, the champion in 10, 11, 13, and 17. Mm-hmm. 
Now that would mean one, two, three, four, five, six. Ah! I lost my place. Six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, nine medals. Yeah, okay. So that's what you said. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, okay. She has five titles, and that would mean four with um, Robin and one with Bruno. And so um, with that, I will be writing an apology letter to Aliona Shevchenko myself. Wait, isn't is that not what you said though? No, I said I thought you three. said she had five titles. I said five titles and then I wrote three with Robin. Oh, but we Okay. Okay. It's fine. It's she's fine. gonna forgive you. She will. Because I've been lying about her for two weeks straight at this point. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and if anything is gonna put her in a forgiving mood, it's that. It's a lie. That you're spreading rumors about her right. actively. So one day when we do the quiz and it's multiple choice and it, it's is Adam Rupon A, a Grand Prix final champion or B, a liar, it's going to be B. <laughs> it's going to be B. <laughs> it's going to be B. Oh, yeah, it's going to be B. Meant to be. Yeah. Or is he the Republican candidate for president? And I don't know. Well, you never know. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know because... um. <laughs> that, 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 kid, that that person is probably also a liar so uh-huh. <sighs> well i compiled a few things that people sent in to us excellent as potential discussions that i feel like we could spend just like 10 minutes on let's do 10 minutes on potential discussions yeah i think you know it can be maybe something some of these we can relate to previewing the Grand Prix final a little bit. One okay. of the most interesting questions that I got was someone responding to what we were saying about Gillis and Poirier at Grand Prix China, mm-hmm. where we said next to Lejoie and Lagat that they came off almost too rehearsed. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody wrote in to ask what we meant by that. And how you find the balance and mm-hmm. do we feel like the judging system is set up to reward or not reward that sort of thing? Um, <clears throat> well, you know, okay. I think right off the bat, I can think of a single skating equivalent of something that felt a little restrained versus something that felt like, um, you know, a more reckless abandon that somebody was attacking more. And it goes back to one of our questions in the quiz of Michelle Kwan and Tara Lipinski at the Nagano games. Now, it felt like I think Michelle really felt like if I'm clean and this is I kind of think the general consensus, if I'm clean, I win. So Michelle went out and she did everything she could do to be clean, to skate a perfect Olympic free skate, which she did. And then... Miss Tara Lipinski goes out and she goes, I have nothing to lose. And you could just see it in her demeanor, the way that she attacked every element. And it just gave this sort of reckless abandon of that. She was so present in the moment that you can just see a little bit of like she was fully there. And Michelle was just trying to get through that moment to have her moment afterward where she'd be in the moment in five minutes. And and. That's sort of what I meant when I could see Piper and Paul, that they were so rehearsed. There's a lot on the line for them. You know, the world championships are in their home country. Um, There's a huge possibility of not only being on the podium, but of winning a world title at home. 
And the way that they are going to skate this season is like they don't want to make a mistake. They don't want to set a foot wrong at all. And when you see LeJoie and Legas skate, they have nothing to lose. And they want Well, it's the difference between skating to win and skating not to lose. Absolutely. And it's it's a feeling. And even the casual viewer, especially the casual viewer, when you're watching people, you're reading more the body language than even like the skating. And you can see when somebody has a little bit more something to prove. There's a little bit more grit to it. And um, well, and the, the the complete reckless abandon, you can see physically, too, even in, in the commitment to the choreography and, and just the way that their bodies move. Look, it's it's harder to be completely all out in your choreography. Yes. It's harder to stay in control, to not get too tired and fatigued by the end of the program, to not make mistakes when you are going completely all out on the choreography. A hundred million percent. And I think that there's a So few- you're maybe less likely to make a mistake if you're skating safe, quote unquote, right. or skating to not lose. But it leaves something to be desired in the overall impression of the program. Yes. And I think also, like, from my own perspective, that whenever a skater goes out and they feel like they have something to lose and they hold back a little bit, you can feel that throughout the entire performance. Mm -hmm. And the best of the best performances of people who went out who had, like, nothing to lose, even when all of, like, the, you know, when the stakes were the highest... But they still went out and they attacked everything just like they still had nothing to lose. Those are the performances where you sit back and you're like, oh, my God. I think of right off the bat, I think of like Yuna Kim in 2010. I mean, Mm -hmm. she skated. She had everything to lose. She was in first place after the short program. She went out and she just skated the best program of her entire life at an Olympic Games. Nothing to lose. Attack on everything. And I think that especially with these ice dance teams, the scores are you know, very tight this season, as you noted when you gave your top four free dance scores. Um, mm-hmm. That um, yeah. even though it might feel like they all have something to lose, they all have their hat in the ring for a world medal or a world title. Um, that the team that goes out and skates with a reckless abandon, you'll feel it and you'll feel, oh my God, it has to be them. And that I think is going to make the difference at the world championships and at the Grand Prix final this year. Yeah. And I think if I'm a betting woman. And you are. And I <laughs> I have been known to be occasionally. I'm very bad at it. Um, <laughs> I'm, if I'm a but, betting um, woman. Oh, and you are. Go on. Yeah. Um, but um, I think, you know, this feels like the year that Piper and Paul can break through to the top step mm-hmm. of these podiums. I agree. But the problem with that is that if I can feel that, they can feel that. And it's scary. You know, I feel like a lot of times the hardest thing to do in competition, in sports, in general, is to walk through a door that's open for you. Right. And to know I have, like, there's this culmination of energy that's around me that's going that can allow me to have this giant moment. And as an athlete, you really need to go, fuck that. That's not true. Mm-hmm. This is energy that I've decided is around me. You have to make mm-hmm. this like conscious decision that like that's that doesn't matter. I will be happy only if I 
skate the way that I know how to because I'm not in control of those scores. But it's so much easier said than done. It's it's a lot of pressure. Yep. It's a lot of pressure that yeah. we both know, Sarah. We've both been on the line for a world title. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm... I feel like I was on the line for one today and uh well I think you I think it's safe to say I didn't get it not um, this year so so I understand you know oh, I think I was it. I was answering the quiz questions to not lose and yeah. what I did was lose. lose yes you lost yeah so and that's the danger of of <laughs> skating safe yeah. and and we've proven it here the, if anything, if anything during the quiz I was a little too rehearsed oh you were rehearsed <laughs> absolutely oh yeah and it showed and it um, showed okay I have another fan question which is sort of a broad question but mm-hmm. I think we can talk about some of the different fields in the Grand Prix final in relation to this question which is you know do we think that skating is moving away from artistry and becoming too athletic. Um, and the person, this is, by the way, I'm so sorry to everyone who sends us notes that we don't answer right away, but I got this note after Skate America. So mm-hmm. it's a while back. Okay. But this person was talking about Ilya Malinin versus Kevin Amos at Skate America in this particular example, but I think we can use a lot of examples of what that may or may not look like. Mm-hmm. What's your take? My take is that there is this ebb and flow of how skating always goes. And Mm -hmm. it's just the nature of this sport. And it's the nature of it because we encompass these two completely different things. We encompass this performance aspect along with this technical aspect. And they're supposed to be, you know, equally as important. And I think what we see is we see somebody who pushes a technical boundary and they get rewarded for that technical boundary. And as people slowly start to catch up to that technical boundary, what pushes someone else above them is when they can add this performance aspect and element to their skating. And I think a good example of that is when you see somebody like Ilya Malinin go out and he is technically solid. He's doing these incredibly technically difficult programs and then you see someone go out like Adam Sjohimfa and he's also doing a very technical program but the skating quality is a bit better there's more maturity there's more experience behind his skating and it's evident and then that's what pushes him ahead and I think that's kind of what makes the sport so exciting is that you do have all of these different characters and all of these different people and skaters who bring a lot to the table but it's always going to be this ebb and flow of, oh, it's going to feel like a lot of technical things are being rewarded and that's who's coming out on top. But truly, at the end of the day, it's when somebody can combine that technique and add this performance element on top of that. And that always comes through in the end, I think. Sarah? Yeah, I think, you know, I I think the comparison between Adam and Ilya makes sense, but it's the two of them are doing the same number of quads, right? Mm -hmm. Roughly. Um, Whereas, you know, when I think of the example that this person gave of, you know, Kevin Amos going up against Ilya Malinin, like (sighs) Kevin's not going to do four quads in a program. Mm Mm-hmm. 
or he's not currently doing four quads in a program. Um, certainly not five, which we know Ilya is capable of doing, and and you know he could even push further than that probably. But so I think the question becomes like, does Kevin ever have a chance if Ilya just lands his jumps? Mm-hmm. And I think the answer is no, mm-hmm. and that is sad. Agreed. Um, I yeah. think it's there is not. You know, I think the ISU has tried to make, you know, uh, to make the component scores balance out the technical scores, but they they just don't. They can't um, mm-hmm. because the more quads that people add, you know, the more that the component scores need to be factored up and up and up, right? Um, and finding that exact balance where it's still fair to the more technical skaters, right? Where you're not overindulging the skaters who, you know, say only do double axle and triple flip um, just because they're they're good artistic skaters. Like that's a hard, it's a hard balance to find. They haven't, they're not at it right now. No. It's um, incredibly And I do think that is that is a tough pill to swallow yeah. sometimes. Um, the men's discipline is lucky right now. They're in sort of a golden era where there are several men who can do both. Right. And that has been true for 10 years. Right. Uh, you know, Patrick Chan, Yuzuru Hanyu, Javi Fernandez could do both. Um, you know, and now you look at people like Shoma and Yuma and Adam who can do both. Right. Which is... Lovely and great. Um, but and I do think even, if you're... You can even look at, like, an Ilya and be like, you. he knows. It's very obvious. He knows that that's something he's trying to work on. So it's not yeah. like we have a technical skater who's like, that's all I do. But he, I think... And and by the way, this is not us picking on any, imp- any skaters in particular. No. I just want to say that. Um, the skaters just, they have different strengths. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... I think Ilya can only lose to skaters who are doing close to as many quads as him. Totally. Yes. And that's sort of the the concern of it's it's too focused on the athletic side. But, you know, if you talk there are a lot of people that you talk to who think that's fair. You know, who think that, you know, what he's doing is really hard and he should be rewarded for it. I think there are some people, probably maybe fewer who think that something that Shoma does is just as hard in its own way. Right. Between jumps. I do wish that, I mean, I really like the idea of this, like, choreographed footwork sequence that, like, isn't leveled, right? Because I do think that that's a way to technically gauge, you know, a a moment of choreography or a moment in the program that, like, is a level playing field. I don't think it ever comes out that way. I like the sentiment. I also wish that there was a way where like a skater would be able to take out a jump and add a spin instead to get points in a different way that everybody has to mathematically get. There are only a certain amount of ways to get points through your seven jumps, through your three spins and your two step sequences. Mm -hmm. Those are the only ways for you to gain points. It's not a free program. You know, it's just a long program. And I wish that in this free skate, there was a definite way for you to accumulate points in different ways. Because, I mean, I remember growing up when I would watch, you know, even, you know what, Sarah, a, a good example um, of, I just threw rose water on the floor if you heard a bottle crashing. So, <laughs> so that happens. Well, but, you know, a good example, is, and this has nothing to do with skating 
but when we were at the Olympics in Tokyo together, yes, um, Suni Lee did her floor routine, and she took a few things out, and I was asking, oh, she only did three passes, right? So mm-hmm. why could she take out three passes? But it was because you told me, please go on. Why did she take out three passes? Why why was she able to do that? And how was she able to accumulate the points of not doing a fourth pass? I mean, she basically, you know, opted to do what we just described, what you were describing sort of as like Michelle Kwan's approach of if I just kind of can keep it clean, mm-hmm. I have enough points that I can stay in the lead because mm-hmm. that was floor was their last event. Um, and floor is not SUNY's strongest event. So I think they were thinking, okay, let's keep it simple, you know, and not, and, and ultimately like it worked out that paid off in part because the other gymnast from Brazil stepped out of bounds and, you know, blah, blah, blah. You could sit and parse hairs about why it worked or whatever all night. But yeah, I think you can, she made a strategic decision based on her own strengths. Mm -hmm. Now, I wish, like I said, I wish there was a way to accumulate points in different ways that you could take, you know, that you have maybe the set number of elements that you can do, um, but that you could take a jump out and add another choreographed sequence or something or another spin. I mean, I... Well, and that is how gymnastics routines work is... You know, if you take a balance beam routine, for instance, you can, you know, there's a time limit, Mm -hmm. but you can do as many skills as you want within that time limit. And then they give you a difficulty score based on your eight most difficult skills. So you can try a bunch of different things in theory, Mm -hmm. Um, although they're not really, you know, you don't want to waste your energy and time doing too many extra, extra things. But, you know, you're you can choose which skills you want to use to maximize your score. Mm -hmm. And so people compose those programs really differently, really differently based on what they're good at. And so that's kind of what you're describing, I guess, in skating is allowing people a little more, I don't know, free will about their composition to say, hey, I can get more points for a really good spin than I can get for this like double toe on the end of my whatever yes exactly your triple flip specifically my triple flip and i wish i was seeing that i wish there was a way for me to see that like um you know i remember when i first started skating the first world championships i ever remember watching was uh the 99 worlds and it was like lucinda rue did maybe 35 different spins in a free skate and she, it's one of my favorite programs to watch. She does a giant single sow cow. She falls on a triple loop. She does some <laughs> cheated triple at the very end. And the audience is still on its feet at the end because she does mm-hmm. like, you know, a scratch bin with a hundred revolutions. She does, you know, three incredibly fast combination spins and she still ends up 10th. Like, or I, I don't know what place she ends up. This is like me talking about um, Aliona Shevchenko. Um, <laughs> but she still she ends up at a very respectable place at the world championships with really not the same jump content as her competitors. You know, no triple flip or triple lutz and not, you know, a full set of clean triples. But these spins were world class and she got exactly a, a place that was incredibly respectable. And... um. You know, that wouldn't happen 
today. You know, that, that there's no there would be no place for somebody who was who who was a skater like her. And I wish that there there yeah. was. Yeah. And I think it I mean, the the men have in the like I said, in the last decade have the top top men have figured out a way to blend the two things together. I think we've seen it be more of an issue in the women's event, obviously, with mm-hmm. the Russian women who were doing quads and were just unbeatable because of those jumps. Right. And I think while, you know, the skating skills and everything else was secondary and it didn't matter. I, I think a few years ago we could see this in the men where the men were starting to dabble with the quads a bit before um, Vancouver. And then all of a sudden, a few men started taking them out of their programs and doing clean programs with triple axles. And then they started winning Grand Prix events. And then Mm -hmm. they started winning world championships. And it wasn't the quad that was pushing it over. It was these clean programs. And I think that like in the women's event, we will start to see people pulling back on the technical things that they have in their program because we'll see somebody skate a clean program and, and it will be... Well, that's already happened. Right. Because the Russians are gone. Yes. So that's that's what's happening now. We're watching all these women kind of do... Th- and, and I mean, and then we could get into a, to a debate about whether or not that's good. I'm not talking about the Russians being on, mm-hmm. be, being good. I'm talking about, like, is it better to watch six women in a row do the exact same program? Technically, Mm -hmm. because they are they Mm -hmm. are all doing the same program, basically, which is why I wish there was a way to change out an element like I'd much rather watch Jason Brown do four jumps and four spins or five Mm -hmm. spins. And, you know, it's just I wish that there was more variation that the skaters had to accumulate points. I think in a short program, it's totally fine. Three spins, three jumps step sequence yeah and if you allowed that though you would have to probably you would the problem with that is that the values for all of these things are as such that like the jumps are the only things worth doing right like, and that's that's the problem is you know and i have it having not competitively skated at all can't speak to the difficulty of doing a great spin versus doing a great jump mm-hmm. but the points are set up like Doing a spin is easy and doing a jump is hard. Right. I mean, I think the the, the thing is, is that the risk involved is a lot less. But the yeah. skill it takes to do a great spin, it takes an enormous amount of time to do great spins. Mm-hmm. But the risk involved in doing a great spin at competition is pretty low. If you're a, a, a skater at the Grand Prix, you're not you're not like crossing your fingers, hoping you're going to nail your camel spin. You know you're going to nail right. it. But it took right. hours and hours and hours for you to be able to do that gorgeous Alyssa Sisney style spin where you're accidentally doing eight rotations in every position just because you're going so fast. Because the G-forces are making you do it. <laughs> Not because you want to. You know, Science it, is it, forcing you. <laughs> the, the, the physical science behind what your body is doing is forcing you to do eight rotations in every position. <laughs> and I think like... um. You know, it, it's it's the skill like spins are a skill that it take an enormous amount of time to gain, but there's no risk. Um, and I think that's the big thing that, you know, we like the risk. We like the uh, the you know, as as an audience, it's exciting. Um, 
but it's also impressive as like you know if, if you're just a general audience and you see a fast great spin it's just as impressive to the general audience as as yeah. as a jump um but it really is like how do you judge that especially in a point system like it's i don't know it's an interesting discussion and not every time but i think a lot of times in the programs that really move me um emotionally it's not the jumps that are doing that right it's the in-between moments it's it's the it's other the elements. security team escorting you from the arena that's moving <laughs> they're you. moving Excuse me, me out of the arena <laughs> <laughs> ma'am 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 <laughs> we told you We've had this conversation. Ma'am. <laughs> Get out. It's the security <laughs> team who's moving you out of the arena. Shuffling. Uh, yeah. So, okay. I don't think that that, we don't have any answers. It's a hard, you know, we are watching the sport with all of you and it's, you know, there's no perfect balance in an artistic sport. No. there In the way that it's scored. There's just no such thing. No, so we have to enjoy the skaters, which I am enjoying all of the skaters that we have right now. And I think... um, Yeah, I'm excited about the Grand Prix final. I think it's going to be great. I'm really, really excited. Yeah, it's going to be really, really good. I think most of the skaters are already in Beijing. So this is it. This is it. We can cover it next week. I'm excited, Sarah. And we will cover it next week, and maybe by then, Ashley will be a mother. Maybe. I still predicted the 10th of December, which I think that body is holding on. Both bodies, the babies and Both bodies. The baby's body in particular is really holding on. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, great. So, yeah, next we'll be back next week to talk about the Grand Prix final. And will it just be the two of us? Will be. we have a secret third guest? We don't know. Who knows? Time will tell. Not even the secret third guest knows. We don't know either. We're part of that. Because <laughs> we haven't told unknowing. them. <laughs> I have a final question. Oh, now, because okay. this is the Grand Prix final, and mm-hmm. um, we can see from uh, the draft, a, a huge, actual, huge response to the to the draft um, picks for the Grand Prix final. A lot of people thinking Ashley, Team Ashley coming out on top. Wow. Um, okay. I don't remember who all we each had. But I don't remember either. I feel like Ashley is getting the sympathy vote because she's been losing in the draft all year. Yeah, but then she really whooped our ass. That's for lack true. of a better <laughs> word. That's whooped. true. No, there's no other way to no. describe what happened. No, because yeah. she said, quote unquote, I'm feeling excited. Okay. <laughs> she, as soon as Ashley feels excited, she gets a record breaking. That 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 checks out. Scary. So my idea is since we've chosen all six, you know, two on each of our teams. Ford- oh, and by the way, I believe one of my pairs is replaced now because. So, yes. Right. That is correct. Because Haka and Kunkel pulled out. Yes. So you'll so be I getting. I now um, have the Hungarian team. Oh. Our little diva, Maria Pavlova. Yes. I'm jealous. Yes. You know she's going to skate a clean program. <laughs> yeah, she is. So I'm thinking for the points, just to keep it interesting, since there's six, do you want to do first place gets six points, second is five, or. Do you want to do first place gets 12, second place gets 10, 
uh, to create a bigger separation. Yeah. Let's Cut. do it. Let's fucking do it. I'm I as previously established, I'm a gambling woman. Oh, you're betting fucking girl. That's I want to roll are. the dice. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I think it's going to be more exciting cuz I'm thinking, you yeah. know what? There's not going to be enough of like a point spread. Like we'll come away from uh-huh. this, it'll be sort of a wash. No, yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. So let's do a two-point gap between each. Yeah. Each team. So is sixth place zero points? Is sixth place zero or would it be two? Because two, four, six, eight, twelve. It would be two. Exactly. Two. Exactly. Exactly. And that's exactly Wait, what you said. Two, four, six, eight, <laughs> twelve, four. No, no, no. It would be zero. Wait, what? Okay, hold on. You get 12 for first place, yes. 10 for second place, yes. 8 for third place, uh-huh. 6 for fourth place, uh-huh. 4 for fifth place, 2 for sixth place. And that's our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> really? Why am I so dumb? Vote for me for honorary degree. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 2, 4, 6, 8, 12. You're ten. Skipping I'm ten. skipping ten. <laughs> ah! I'm skipping ten. What? <laughs> no. No, 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 no. My my <laughs> I'm calling the police. All right. I'm calling Interpol. I'm <laughs> It's the second time in this podcast we're calling Interpol. All right. On that note, we love you all. And we'll see you next week right here on the run through. For the recap of the Grand Prix Final, Sarah, thank you so much for your time today. Wow, thank you for your time and knowledge. Absolutely. Two, four, six, eight, twelve. And we're out. <laughs> Take four, everyone. Take four, everyone. Take four. <laughs> Bye, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.